It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 2020 NFL Draft produced several starting quarterbacks, and it's time to talk about them receiving contract extensions. Who should get paid first? We're exploring those dynamics today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on Lockdown NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Happy Thursday, Joe. I double clutched here i pulled a joe marino wasn't quite sure what day it was i've been doing some double headers over on locked on dolphins to try and get everybody prepped for primary positions of need and and uh prospects at those doing spotlights so um did my best joe marino impression managed to get the day right on the first try happy opening day happy new for baseball happy draft cap shows up at your house day today so this is must be a very exciting time for you as a lifelong New York Mets fan and now the annual collector of draft caps for the Bills. Yeah, wow. Just it's just a great day for me. So What do you do um, with your hats then? I have a, a um shelf, uh, like a I, I it's drawers it's how like many a chest hats, of how drawers. Many hat, oh, a fair so amount. Fair amount. I was going to say how many hats are on the the shelf, but it's not a shelf, it's drawers, so you keep them yeah, in storage. Yeah, there, there's like a stack of drawers here that's designed for storing shelves. I mean, I do two daily video podcasts per day, my guy. I gotta have I gotta have stuff in the rotation, you know, to be able to pull out and and wear and give yeah, some you variety. You don't want to have to burn any time on trying to get your hair fixed. So no, just no. That on and... Well, I could. No, I would spend zero time fixing my that's hair. The but joke. Yeah, that's the yeah, joke. yeah. What are we doing today, Kyle? You're supposed to set the roadmap. Yeah, I know. I set the roadmap for a little bit of banter here at the top of the show. Um, <laughs> 2020 quarterback class is a good one, right? You had Joe Burrow, Tua Tungvaloa, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts as established NFL starters. We do want to acknowledge the existence of Jordan Love, who is going to be a starting quarterback for the first time, presumably in 2023. It's trending that way. Uh, But the Aaron Rodgers deal is not done yet, so we can't formally declare him starter until that is formally processed and and for the sake of us having next to zero information on Jordan Love he is not going to be a part of this conversation also for did you see the Andy Reid clip on Jordan Love at the no. league owners meetings no oh my gosh Kyle this is this is real stuff he was asked about Jordan Love taking over as the Packers starting quarterback and Andy Reid goes who no, and the guy's didn't. like, well, he goes like, no, no, like he he started a game against the Chiefs a few years ago, 
And Andy goes into like oh, the buzz no. phrase, like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember he did a good job. I thought he did oh, a good he job. Check the boxes after. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he's playing My against guy us. Had yeah. No clue. Yeah, the Packers who scored, Love was. scored 13 points or whatever it Dude. was, right? Dude, you got to pull the clip, man. I thought I, it was fake. I'm going to be honest. You never call timeouts. I thought there was something technically wrong I know, with the show. I know. That I, I saw that look in your eyes like we had to start over or nothing, but no, I. that's why okay. I had to quickly get into what <laughs> okay. I had to say there. Okay. So the Jordan Love segment of the show is done. We're going to spend the rest <laughs> of the exists. first segment. There's no information available to us to really talk about him getting a contract extension. Big year for him, obviously. The objective of this is to discuss the situations of the other four and try to determine which team would benefit the most from striking the first contract extension. Some pretty interesting discussion points. Our, our first segment here, we're going to go in the order that they were drafted. So Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals and Tua Tagovailoa. Joe, just to set the stage for both of these players. Uh, Burrow, 42 career starts, 1,100. 774 passing yards, 82 passing touchdowns, and 31 interceptions to a tongue of Aloha. Eight less starts, 34 starts, 8,015 passing yards, 52 passing touchdowns, and 23 interceptions. Let's go. Well, Joe Burrow is our first topic of conversation. Obviously, statistically outstanding, and the team's success has been really good, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to the last two AFC Championship games, Won one of them, right? He's already been to a Super Bowl. There's not a whole lot of questions about if Joe Burrow is the guy for the Cincinnati Bengals. Not at all. Um, To me, it just comes down to Cincinnati as an organization being able to get a deal done with Joe Burrow and what type of hard lines each party's going to have that they won't go over. Because I I don't think there's a whole lot of question about if he's the guy, like I said. It's just a matter of, can they get on the same page here? And obviously, Joe Burrow has positioned himself to really demand a lot. I mean, an incredible run already to start his career, already one of the faces of the entire NFL. It's just a matter of getting these terms ironed out, and, and surely he's positioning himself to potentially be the highest paid of all these players that we're going to talk about today. So one thing that I didn't realize, do you know how much salary cap space the Bengals are currently scheduled for in 2024? No, but I bet you do. $109 million. Yeah, that'll work. You're not worried about a cap number, right? No. That That is a great place to be. And the expiring contracts that they have uh, for 2024 are DJ Reader, T. Higgins, Shadobi Awuzie, Logan Wilson. That's no small people. list. Yeah. Those are all really good players. Yeah, they are all really yeah. good players. And Reader's probably based off of what we just saw Devon Hargrave get. He's probably an 18 to $20 million a year player. Yeah. Now, I know the sack production's not there to the degree that Javon Hargrave is, but he's still an outstanding football player. Uh, T. Higgins is probably a $25 yep. million dollar a year player. Yeah, somewhere in that. J- Jamar Chase, by the way, will also be eligible for a contract extension. Now, you'll have two years remaining on that deal, so how you push the salary cap out, I wouldn't assume it's gloom and doom. Uh, Chidobi Awuzie, going to get, assuming he bounces back and is totally healthy, what, probably 15? Mm-hmm. Seems fair. And this is assuming the Bengals want to spend all this money. Sure. <laughs> right, because that that's the other that's the thing that you right. mentioned. 
is the challenge with the Bengals is historically they have not been one of the higher budget cash teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I look at Cincinnati, it would be nice to have the Burrow deal done and not compromised so that you can then set your plan on how you want to spend around Joe Burrow. I think that's the most appealing thing. You'd hate to spend on all the other guys, and then Mike Brown says, ah, well, you know, we spent a lot of money on other guys. Joe, you should really just take a home uh, a discount, a hometown discount, and do us the solid and do us the Tom Brady thing. Mm. Right? Not saying that's how the negotiation would go, but that's probably the benefit of having the Burrow deal done first. Yeah, they're, it's their own in-house stuff. That yeah. they have to sort out. That's a it's a really good way to look at it. One thing I'll give Cincinnati some credit for is I think they've shown some good foresight with how they've drafted lately uh, to be able to let Get players ahead. go and have guys in place. Case in point, Daxon Hill this year, yeah. staring at Von Bell and Jesse Bates' expiring contracts. Daxon Hill got a year of seasoning. He's ready to stop it, step in. You you sign Nick Scott and you feel like you got a, a safety tandem to move forward with. Think about uh, Cam Taylor Britt at corner. Obviously, Chidobia Wuzier's injury wasn't part of the plan, but you certainly feel good about letting Eli Apple go based on the development that Cam Taylor Britt showed and what type of future I think he has in the NFL. Um, that That's happening on this roster. The defensive line, they've been able to really replenish and have guys step into key roles, whether it's been Joseph Asai or Cam Sample, um, because they've drafted well and they've been able to get through some injuries there. And so uh, Cordell Volson becoming – potentially a viable starter at left guard. They've done a good job there. Um, and so they can be a little bit choosy here as long as they continue that trend. But I think you've you've really painted a good picture here as to why, for the Bengals' own reasons, them getting this done quickly is going to really allow them to map out that blueprint moving forward. Joe, we have two options. Yeah. We can either tell everybody about our friends over at FanDuel and make it a three-quarterback segment in segment two, or we can let the waterfall domino effect happen, talk about the Dolphins, and tell everybody about FanDuel here in just a minute. I say we tell everybody about FanDuel right now because I think this Tua conversation is going to be really good. So that's coming up in just a moment. But first, the NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back. If your first pet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Dolphins, uh, just quickly set the stage and contrast where these two teams are at. Um, 
We didn't mention what the Bengals have in cap space right now, which is about $18 million. The Dolphins post-June 1 will have approximately $16 million at their disposal for 2023. Now, the Dolphins in 2024 do not have $109 million in cap space. They have, are projected for approximately negative $26 million in cap space. Um, that includes expiring contracts for center Connor Williams, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle Zach Sealer, offensive guard Robert Hunt, safety Brandon Jones, and Braxton Berrios, Raekwon Davis. You kind of get into players that are more fringe meaningful players uh, the good news is for the Dolphins you can get back to zero by parting ways with three players some of which may get parted with this offseason uh, wide receiver Cedric Wilson Jerome Baker linebacker Jerome Baker uh, and defensive end Emmanuel Agba it's a little bit tight there Kyle so here's what's interesting what we have seen with some of these contract extensions is if you proactively sign the extension, the player gets a signing bonus in year four. Like if Burrow signed today, he would get new money now that's a signing bonus that's prorated out, but it doesn't increase, it doesn't have this dramatic increase in the annual hit, right? I think about the Dolphins. And if you move on from Cedric Wilson, Jerome Baker, Emmanuel Agba, and Tua Tungvaloa is currently scheduled for $23 million. If you extend Tua after potentially a successful season this year, you would then have the opportunity to take all of that as signing bonus and dramatically decrease by 15 to $20 million your cap hit for 2024. As compared to the signing bonus being in 2023, that is then prorated out. Does that make sense? It does. You can you can leverage the extension against the hard fifth year option Correct. to reduce that and actually gain cap space by extending Tua. Correct. So I, I, I absolutely see the angle you're presenting there. So that's obviously Tua Tungvalu had an outstanding season when he was on the field in 2023 or in 2022. The question is the concussions and the durability. And Miami has definitively said, we want to optimize this window of quarterback on rookie deal. They have a bunch of big contracts. They've restructured some of them. Um, but they are all players that are a part of the nucleus that you generally perceive are going to be here for the next two to three years. Now, their 2025 cap space opens up to, uh, it's about $120 million in cap space. Now, you'll have to get some of these guys, the, the Connor Williams, the Christian Wilkins, the Robert Hunts. You'll have to get them under contract and then potentially to a tongue of a on top of that. So Miami's big year of surplus is a year behind where Cincinnati's at because Miami simply said, we're going to stack up on the last two years of Tua's deal and try to build the best team around them. So there's a little bit of a different team building component with Tua being a late bloomer and what it was offensively with Brian Flores versus what Mike McDaniel has been for him and getting playmakers that are separators as compared to possession receivers around him last season. So just the, the, the timeline's a year off. And for Miami, they haven't let that stop them from being aggressive. And I think that boils all the way back down to the thing that we talked about with the Bengals in that you know one thing about owner Stephen Ross, dude ain't going to be afraid to open up the checkbook. 
So I think that's if you're looking for the source of inspiration for Miami of, hey, how are we going to get through this two-year block and make it work in 2024 and get these guys under contract, we're also going to be afraid to say, hey, who needs a, a base uh, salary restructure and wants $16 million up front on May 15th? Because I'll sign the checks. He just did it. He did it with a bunch of guys. He did it with Armstead. He did it with Tyree Kill. He did it with Bradley Chubb. Like, they'll do that again. And also with Miami, a thing to note, they have no they have no void dollars on the books for 2024 as well. So it's not like they're they're burning dollars for players who aren't under contract. I think with with two, I think you've done a really good job of outlining the the dynamics of the situation and how Miami can do it. Um, obviously, last year revealed a lot to us about Tua and his ability to play, right? We, we really saw him play quarterback at a high level. And now, no matter how you want to measure quarterback play in the NFL, Tua was really outstanding. And certainly Mike McDaniel and his influence on the team, his influence on the offense has really unlocked the best parts of Tua. And you certainly love what he has in Waddle and Hill and how that all came together. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot to deal with from an opponent's perspective. It comes down to health, right? Can can Tua be available for this football team uh, when they need him most? And right now, that's been a concern. And so do you look at it this year as, okay, if Tua is healthy all year and continues the, the level of play we saw last year, okay, that's everything for us to know. That's all the information that we need to do this, to really make him highly paid. I mean, we're going to talk certainly well into the $40 million range, right? if that winds up being true. Um, and so is that one year of him being healthy foiled against everything that's happened to this point? Is that, is that enough for you to say, okay, this is really where we want to go all in. Cause if he's healthy, we know we can play. Right. We don't really have any concerns. McDaniel's unlocked at all. Right. I think from Miami, from Miami's salary perspective, from Miami with the information that they have on to a uh, getting the, most amount of information that you can before you make the multi-year commitment is the smart way to go. Now, I think if you have the fully healthy year and you have a two-year sample size and he produces with the efficiencies levels that he did last year and does it across 15, 16, 17 games, I mean, dude, we're talking 4,800 yards and 35 to 40 touchdowns. How do you not pay that? Right. And, and how do you not have the benefit of, of leveraging? Now, you'll probably just always be a team that's more highly invested in the backup quarterback than, than most other teams in the league. And you should be able to get to a point where drafting a guy on day two, do the, do the Eagles, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts thing as an option to keep yourself fluid and a chance to pivot if you have to. Yeah. They'll just Is have there- to protect themselves in different ways. Is there a world where Tua plays this year and then plays on that fifth-year option before we talk about extension? Or are the dynamics that you've already talked about really important to allow yourself to leverage that fifth-year extension to create cap No, I, I think you can start doing the void-year thing and restructure contract. Right now they have three contracts in total on the entire roster that have any void years at all, and they're all one year of void years. Right, like They've barely dipped their toe into that pool. So as a team that's aggressive with spending and is not afraid to spend – and clearly feels like they are in the midst of a competitive window, mm-hmm. 
you don't have to leverage that fifth-year option and give the extension in 2024 to open up the cap space. There's other ways that you can do it. It's just trying to do it with the right players, right? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't put four void years on the back end of Teron Armstead's deal. Right. Sure. You know, sure. 30, he could be 32-year-old tackle with who, who misses a month every year anyway. You don't want all of that dead money kicked out down the road. But if you're going to keep Jalen Ramsey for longer than this year and next year, if you, I think Bradley Chubb's a great option as a 26-year-old pass rusher to start adding void years onto his as you restructure him, they'll they'll be strategic. Now, I do think they will probably have to be selective with some players and, and have to have the foresight the Bengals have shown the last two years with their own drafting to selectively have guys walk out the door. And Miami's draft capital normalizes after this year, right? Like they're going to have yes. a regular, so that'll be really helpful yes. as well. Yes. All right. Shall we continue our conversation with Mr. Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers? Yeah. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. Uh, 49 starts, 1,400 passing yards, 94 passing touchdowns, 35 interceptions. He is due a $8.45 million cap hit for this upcoming season. The Chargers currently have $15 million in cap space, but that number goes to, you thought the, the Dolphins with minus 26 was a little intimidating. Minus $78.6 million in cap space in 2024 for the Chargers. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I'm guessing there's some logical paths to... Yeah, so I have some that that includes a Kenneth Murray fifth year option, which probably I would imagine won't be extended or, or exercised right this spring. They probably won't exercise that. We'll know that by May first, but that's about twelve million dollars. You're looking at names like Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen, uh, a Bosa restructure can get you about ten million dollars. JC Jackson. I didn't check Derwin to be completely honest. Now they could do the restructure thing if they yeah. want to too. But what's interesting is like the Chargers play in LA, but then they 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 moved out of San Diego because of, in part, financial motivations. Yeah, correct? are they going to write the big checks? I, th- I see where you're going with this. Now they they, they have, but. How are you going to simultaneously navigate that with what is an aging nucleus? I mean, the, the names that we're mentioning, Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen. I didn't realize Mike Williams was 30. Yeah. Yep. Right? So I think that that's the... The Chargers got to make some noise soon or else run the risk of you'll do the Herbert extension but you'll probably do so with consensus around the rest of the roster, and you'll almost have to take a step back and then try to build back up again. Yeah. Step one is the Herbert extension, right? right? I think you do that and you figure out the rest. I mean, Correct. what this guy's been for your football team is really special. Um, maybe there's going to be some comments out there about just he hasn't been associated with team success to the level of what we talked about with the Joe Burrow and a lot of quarterbacks that have been extended, right? I mean, you could say the Shout same for Dolphins Kyler Murray. Straight winning seasons. There, so there you go. I mean, but, but Herbert. I mean, Herbert <laughs> hasn't won. There hasn't been a playoffs one time to the playoffs lost, right? Like all of that stuff's gonna. Are we are we gonna blame Justin Herbert for? I'm not a cataclysmic I, 
collapse of uh, the, the chargering, the most chargersing chargersing in the history of chargersing. If if you put all the players in a pool and, and started drafting them, Justin Herbert would be one of the first five players I would want to draft. Like I, I think the world of him as a player. Yes. Um, but I, I wonder how much of that is going to be part of the conversation. It's certainly Tom Telesco commented on it this week and said, look, Justin Herbert's going to be our quarterback. So it's going to happen. But just, I feel like these, these things are going to come up in the conversation of Herbert. Exercising my timeout. There's nothing technically wrong with the show either. I'm just, I'm, I'm using I knew there wasn't. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm going to finish what I have to say. And (laughs) Kyle will call his timeout, but it really came when I wanted it to come anyway. So. Will that be a part of the conversation with the negotiation or just in all the BS around it on the outside looking in? Probably that. Probably the latter. Yeah. But it's already there. It's already there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Herbert's had haters always. So if you foil Herbert versus the other two, By the way, the, the the nice thing the Chargers do have going for them is their nucleus is largely locked in. Uh, Michael Davis, Austin Johnson, Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, their most important expiring contracts. Yeah, you're good. So you'll you'll probably lose. I mean, Eckler requesting a trade, Everett. I'm not losing sleep over losing Gerald Everett. Nice player, <laughs> but right. Austin Johnson's been a linchpin of one of the worst interior run defenses in football the last couple of years, right? Like, so you you're okay. Um, I guess let's let's take a quick break we'll do Hertz and then I'll ask the question I was going to ask you because I wanted to do the end of the show before the end of the show and I don't want to actually do that so let's take a quick break then we're going to talk Jalen Hertz and then we will talk about the urgency and who should be aspiring to win the race for the first quarterback extension from the 2020 class Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jalen Hurts time, Joe. Let's talk about 34 starts, 7,900 passing yards, 44 passing touchdowns, 19 interceptions, but also nearly 2,000 rushing yards and 26 rushing touchdowns. So if you're going to do the stat sheet for all the guys, you would be doing Jalen Hurts a dramatic disservice to not mention the prolific production as a rusher over the course of the last two seasons as the Eagles starting quarterback. Even if you wanted to be apprehensive about Jalen hurts and you wanted to say, well, he's got a great offensive line, unbelievable wide receivers, uh, really creative head coach. Isn't the way that he played in the super bowl, just put yourself in a spot where you have to kind of buy into him. Like, even I, if you I, wanted to doubt Jalen hurts, I think the super bowl made it impossible to cling to though to that type of philosophy i will never bet against jalen hurts ever again dude could not be i i had a a early three on him as a prospect at oklahoma 
right? Kind of mirrored the Dak Prescott thing where the growth as a passer as he went was really promising versus like mm-hmm. Dak at early, like righty Tebow at Mississippi yeah. State. And then his last year there, he really took the steps forward as a passer. And you're like, okay, like there might be something to build upon here. And the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Uh, the love the last year at Oklahoma going to that different offense and now playing in an offensive uh, system that is really unique, really aggressive, kind of cutting edge in a lot of ways for for how the game is played these days. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes, there. I I don't know how you watch the Super Bowl and you you come away with any other answer other than yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to be a starting quarterback for a really long time. A plus 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 leadership and intangibles too, right? Like from a makeup perspective, just the guy that you'd love to be the face of your franchise. Yes. So what's different about Hertz than all these other players is he wasn't a first round pick. So there's no fifth round or fifth year option to talk about. Yeah, This is your leverage year. If you were to use it and his cap hit is $4.79 million this year. So you're, you're not going to save any money by doing an extension. Now the good news is, the Eagles have $11.5 million in cap space right now, and they have $27 million in cap space scheduled for 2024. So it's not like they, versus the last two teams that we've talked about, who are going to have to strategically move money and make other contract decisions. And in, that is in part because the Eagles have already not only adopted the void year strategy, I mean, they're yeah. they're all the way in. They, I mean, they, they've probably got half of their contracts, more than $4 million on the roster, have multiple void years on the back ends of their deals. Look at the guys that they extended for, like, massive one-year deals in Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, and Brandon Graham. Like, yeah. those are – those were pretty big one-year deals, like, in terms of how it was presented. Those are hard hits, man. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Kelsey, Cox, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Terrell Edmonds, their most significant scheduled expiring contracts this offseason as well. Same. So the guys they did just extended and brought in Edmonds. Well, they got to do it, right? Like Hertz is their guy. And and it certainly felt like that's what we're hearing from Howie Roseman and the messaging from the Eagles is that they're in on Hertz, which is not really a surprise. It's just the dynamics here are, are, are simply different. They are. Is the low hanging fruit here. Well, Hertz is the, has one less year on his contract. So he's probably the one that needs it done first. Like I hate to boil down the whole discussion of that, but if you were to, if you were to spin the Eagles argument for it to be Jalen Hertz, that's what you would say, right? Well, if I'm Jalen Hertz also, I want to do this. Like you got to strike when yeah, the iron's hot. Your dude. stock is super. No, high. it could not be higher. Yeah. So I think for a player, from a player's perspective, Hertz should be first in line. I want to get a deal done. Can you do a quick rundown? I believe you said you have this the the, the top of the quarterback market right now. What that looks like? I'm probably yeah, I do here. So in terms of average annual salary, number one, Aaron Rodgers at fifty point two million. Russell Wilson, number two, at 48.5. Kyler Murray, number three, at 46.1. Deshaun Watson at number four, at 46. And that literally all just happened like last year, right? Yes. yes. Oh, hi, Patrick Mahomes, 45. Hi, Josh Allen, 43. Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, all right at 40. So you know what's really interesting about that list is 
Kyler, Patrick, and Josh were all teams that proactively, after three years, put those guys on. Mm-hmm. Right? And they have already become three, five, and six. Yeah. And they're about to go down they're, further. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get a couple minutes in here, and Josh Allen's going to be the ninth or tenth highest AAV of, of quarterbacks. I think the obvious answers of, of Herbert and Burrow with the prolific passing production that they have, I think they crack the top three. For sure, right? Like, there's no way Burrow, Herbert, Hurts signed for less than Kyler's 46.1. Are we generally agreeing that the, the Dolphins and Tua is a contract that is beneficiary of waiting and they're they're not in this race? Because that's generally how I feel. Yeah, I think so. And I, I okay. think I think that makes sense for both parties. Yes. Right? Like Tua, for everything that he did this past year and, and looked like super good, he he also understands that if he does the stuff, if he's healthy and performs like we know he can, he's in this conversation too. He's going to be north of $45 million. And he, and he will continue to collect another year's worth of quarterback contracts to give him even more footing to get into that 45-plus stratosphere. Right. Because otherwise, I don't know if he has the conversation right now. It's what, mid-30s, something like that? And uh, I don't know. The Daniel Jones contract kind of screws everything 40, up. 40? You think he... Daniel Jones got what, 41? He got 40 on the dot. Yeah, but he got, he, he got 40, 41 across the first two seasons. Right, but the average across the, the deal is 40. He'd get more than that. He was exponentially, and I thought that... I, well, if I, I'm two, I'm getting... I, I want to get that done now, don't you? If I have $40 million per year on a long-term extension and I'm to a right now, I am signing on the line. Okay, but then the other element of, of quarterback contracts and all contracts in the NFL is the percentage that's guaranteed. If the Dolphins gave you $40 million per on a contract extension right now, what percentage of it is guaranteed versus what percentage of it would be guaranteed for the other quarterbacks? It's going to be less. Right, which is why I think if you want the guaranteed dollars – quarterback position you go out stay healthy this year well well, what's the do the doomsday scenario is you don't you had a couple more concussions or something right well you'll you're he's probably quarterback for 2024 too i mean 20 23 million dollar fully guaranteed contract is nothing to sneeze at and if you do if you do have a couple concussions you sure as heck gonna ain't gonna have a big market that's willing to take all that money and trade for you so he's he's locked in and that's good for him that's right. a nice chunk of change coming his way. Right. The doomsday is Miami drafts a quarterback at the early portions of the 2024 draft by making a big, the doing the Trey Lance thing. Mm. And two is still under contract for the, the final year. And they overlap for a year. So I would put, I would put the dolphins off to the side here. Yeah. Burrow Burrow's, I don't know, the aura of Joe Burrow, the team success the team has had. The fact that you do have an ownership that, that's been hesitant to spend. I would want 
that done ASAP. If you're Cincinnati, doesn't a player like Joe Burrow like fundamentally change the way you do business? It should. Like, it, it, right. That's the it right should. answer. It should. Like, this guy has invigorated your base in ways that few people can. Right. Ohio guy. The success, dude. Like, like this change. This to me, it does. It should. It should change the way you operate. And if it and if it does, then great. And then maybe you're you're not so high pressed now. I think you probably have two market resets amongst this group of three guys. Not if Burrow goes first. You don't think Herbert can't stand on his production? No, I don't. AAV. Yes. And you think Burrow? Let's say Burrow signs for fifty-one. Okay, then me as the Herbert camp, I'm saying okay. Justin's got three thousand more passing yards than Joe Burrow does. He's got twelve more passing touchdowns. He plays in Los Angeles. I would absolutely try to leverage it. Now, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. If we come through this cycle and Joe Burrow's not the highest paid, I will be stunned. Which is Joe Burrow's motivation to not be first. Right. But we talked about which, how Cincinnati you know, needs to get it done. <laughs> Cincinnati wants it done. Like, who do you think actively does get done first? Hurts? Yeah, you know what? When you started that question, that was the name in my head, and then you said it, and I kind of, I kind of agree that Hertz would be the one that gets it done first. Because not, he's not a part of the, for lack of a better phrase, my apologies, he's not a part of the pissing contest here for for the top of the market. Sure. You know he's he's scheduled to make less than five million dollars this year, right? And his stock will never be higher, never, than the Super Bowl run that they. Just well, I mean, won. if the guy goes on as the same year again, yeah, I'd take that but- risk. Oh, if sure. If I'm Hurts, brother, I am getting this done. Exactly. I'm down with Howie. What are we? What are we doing, brother? Let's get it done. Yeah, I think we'll see the other two in in probably June. You don't think we kind of right around training camp? You know, get the little get the hype going for your. No, your you want to get it done. You, you want to get it done so we can focus on football. End of June, I say. Well, that's when we'll see the big movement here. But I think we get the Hurts one first. All right. Well, that's so locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes in the books. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, we appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. Why don't you make Locked On NFL your second listen of the day? You can make Locked On Bills your third listen of the day. Locked On Dolphins your fourth listen of the day. Go all the way down the list. We got a bunch of great talent here on the network that we are super excited and thankful to be a part of. Make it a great rest of your day today. We will be back. Talk with y'all again tomorrow. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.